What's up, you guys, and welcome back to my channel. It's time for a recap of what went down on Teen Mom 2, Season 9, Episode 5. So we start off with Brianna FaceTiming her boyfriend to invite him to a camping trip while he's driving. Um, they're having, like, a full-blown conversation. I really don't understand why the producers behind the show consistently, like, every episode show, like, at least one of these girls doing something so freaking dangerous. The audience is young. They should know better. Meanwhile, in West Virginia, Leah's house gets mysteriously accidentally, totally accidentally, because it wasn't on purpose, accidentally, yes, I believe it, um, flooded. Um, and I think she had mentioned that it was because like she turned off the pipes because she was going away for a weekend or something like that. Next, we head over to the Carolinas where Janelle goes to pick up Kaiser from Nathan and Doris. And he was clinging on to both his dad and his grandma for dear life, practically begging them not to let her take him. Um, and then once he lets go of his like death grip on them, um, he runs for the producer or the security, sorry, the security guy named Andre. Um, it was really sweet. He's like, I want to give him a hug. Andre um, is really close with his family. Remember, like, Jace absolutely adores him as well. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to see a little bit more of him. Like, he does seem to be a really nice guy, so I'm not surprised. Um, while Janelle is buckling Kaiser in for the ride home, he tells her that his dad told him not to say anything mean about her, which was kind of freaking funny. After Janelle buckles up Kaiser, we move on over to Barbara's house where she talks about like how Janelle all of a sudden started arguing with her again like out of the blue about wanting to have Jace over in her home. She's like you know I think this is the stress of like the drama going on surrounding the 911 call and how like everybody's up her ass and like begging her to leave David for it. Um, you know she thinks that um, Janelle might be getting pressure from David and then she also is like this is like you know also hot off the heels of me taking you to court like you know as a supporter for like the CPS calls that you've been getting up the ass, like since this 911 call as well, like I've been supporting you and you wanna rip my child out of my house? Like what's going on? And it's true, like what reasonable parent would wanna rip their child out of their home to place them with their cousin who is being abused by her husband? Like it doesn't make any kind of sense at all, even for Janelle. Over in Dover, Kale's friend Mark comes over again and I, you know, suddenly started wondering if they've ever hooked up. You know, like they started, the way she was acting like with the blushing and the twirling of her hair constantly throughout the scene kind of had me a little bit suspicious. Mark is a pretty cute guy. Um, he's just the right amount of melanin for Kale and Kale is a little bit hot in the ass, you know, so you really cannot put it past her. Anyway, Kale starts talking about um, how she allegedly invested her life savings into her hair company, which I don't think is true. I'm proud of her that she's got a hair company, but I think that's just more of like, a, you know, one of those like, Mm, you're the face, you're gonna front this company, like more so than her, like spending her own money and bringing it from the ground up. I think that a manufacturer came to her and said, wow, you've got this great audience, be the face of this product and we'll split the revenue with you, like whatever the percentage is that she decided on. Um, she also talks about um, a meeting with her sister and her sister telling her that she was pregnant and um, how she kind of hopes to continue on a relationship with her. Next, we're over in West Virginia again, where Leah and her eyelashes are blow drying off her house when Jason comes over to observe the totally accidental, absolutely accidental flood. And then in South Dakota, Chelsea wakes up in the middle of the night with contractions. So she and Cole drive over to the hospital 
to deliver baby Lane on Chelsea's birthday. She carried so small. When she was waddling into the hospital, I was like, damn, this girl was snatched the entire pregnancy. Like she had like the cutest little bump. Back down in Florida again, it's time for that camping trip that um, Brianna had invited John over to and Shirley was going as well. Like I didn't know, it seemed to me like, was this a girl's trip? And then Brianna went behind Shirley's back and invited John or like, I didn't understand it. It seemed like uh, Shirley was a total afterthought. I really do wonder whether or not she knew that John was going to be coming because I can't imagine she wanted to third wheel it like that with her friend on, you know, a nice weekend. Like, or, you know, maybe she would have invited another friend if she'd known a boyfriend, like something so that she wasn't like alone chauffeuring the two of these around. It was kind of awkward. So anyway, she drives them kayaking as Brianna tells John what her life as a single mother with two live-in nanny consists of. Like not sleeping, driving the kids around, feeding them, etc. And she emphasizes that she does all of this by herself. Again, she's got two live-in nannies. Um, every single episode we see that um, her mother and her sister are always there for her kids' big moments. Whether it's Dova's first day of school, um, something going on with Stella's health, like you name it, those two are consistently there for Brianna and it's time that she stops trying to take it away from them because how else can she explain having the time to go around town to get like these um, like ass implants, these vaginal rejuvenations, all these long distance relationships, like you name it if she were you know truly a single parent the way she tries to claim that she is so now it's time for Joyce's soccer game and of course David decides to roll up so that Jace cannot have the moment to himself for the show and you know obviously the producers shut everything down because David is banned from filming with MTV Next up, Isaac in Delaware is coming home from his first day of third grade with a new friend that he can't quite remember. Kale then calls her sister a little bit later on um, in the day. And uh, I don't like, this girl always sounds so abrasive. I really don't know how she does it or how she expects to be a television host with this kind of demeanor. She calls her sister and she's like, hey, how's it going? Oh my God, like, how cool is it being pregnant? Oh, you feel the kicks? Isn't it cool? Um, by the way, can I throw you a baby shower? And like, it's just, she's barking at the girl and she's trying to be nice. I think it's just the way that she speaks. Like it scares people. It scares me. Like every time she talks, I jump, I'm like, oh my God. Um, so anyway, Leah goes carpet shopping with her sister and talks about how supportive her boyfriend Jason has been, both of the flood and helping her to tear up her carpet and of her daughter, Allie's medical condition. She's like, you know, sometimes I'll walk by and see him Googling um, the symptoms of my muscular dystrophy and stuff like that. And it just warms her heart, which I'm happy for and everything. Back in Florida again, Brianna, the single mom with no help, sits down in a cabin away from home um, to talk to Shirley about booking her next flight to New York City with her boyfriend of like a couple of weeks um, without her kids. Um, she then talks to her boyfriend or whatever about his thoughts on dating a single mom. And then John is like, you know what? Like I've always like felt some type of way about it. And it's not like about kids or anything. Like, yeah, kids are kind of annoying but that's not the reason why. The reason why I've always felt kind of eh about the idea of dating a single mom is because of the baby daddy drama. And then Brianna uh, kind of like um, assures him, reassures him. She goes, oh no, don't worry. Both my baby daddies are deadbeats. You don't have to worry about them. They're not even like in the picture. They're barely in the picture. And the guy's like, oh, all right, that's awesome. You know, I feel like if anyone in this age range, like what is she, like 26 or something like that, 25, 26, had two baby daddies. And not only that, but both of those baby daddies were deadbeats. I'd be kind of like, whew, 
the decision-making skills on this one aren't that great. You know, like let me kind of, you know, wait until the market comes out with metal condoms before I proceed. But this guy's like, oh, they're deadbeats. You know, you got knocked up twice by deadbeats that you barely even like, you know, okay, cool. Let's, you know, go full throttle. And then she proposes the idea of like, so are you seeing other people or are we in a relationship? And the guy's like, you know, I feel like ever since I met you, we've kind of just been seeing, I've only been seeing you. So to me, we're in a relationship and they kind of solidify it over the fact that she's got two deadbeat baby daddies. Like neither of them really giving caution to that glaring red flag, right? But um, a little strange, but I digress. Different strokes for different folks here. Now in protest of production, shutting down filming when David showed up, Janelle refused to film anything else for the rest of the day and sent a bunch of dramatic texts to producers claiming that they're ruining her life and need to stay out of it. Like she wouldn't be dead broke without them. I'm absolutely laughing my ass off at her directing the producers to talk to her attorney. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Talk to my lawyers. Sis, if it wasn't even for this show, you would not even be able to afford to say the word lawyer, to sneeze in a lawyer's direction. Like you wouldn't like, it's just so crazy how cocky this girl is. Like she completely forgets where she came from and where she would have been without this show. Girl, we remember how we met you. Nothing else works can happen, remember? And the fact that all of this is stemming from her unemployed ass loser husband being upset that he's no longer allowed to be included in a show called Teen Mom. Like David, you are such a loser. This is so amazing. Get a job, get a hobby, like pick up a Hooked on Phonics book, something. Like Teen Mom, this is what you're throwing a tantrum over? Teen Mom, things really get dark in the final scene of the episode. Remember, Barbara has really been a huge supporter of Janelle this season. She's been playing the Trojan horse, just waiting for Janelle to find the strength to help her leave the abusive relationship. But Barbara is at her wit's end here, you guys. She meets up with the security detail, Andre, behind like an undisclosed bush, you know, with the kids. She's got Jace and Gabriel as well. They're playing off to the side. And she's like, you know what, Andre, I am so freaking concerned concerned for Janelle. She's like, I think the reason Janelle is refusing the film is because of all the fights that David starts with her. She's like, I've been trying to tell Janelle, Janelle, this has been your job for the past 10 years. Where do you think you're going to be when this job disappears? You like, you're going to be homeless if you keep allowing David to get in your head and interfere with your job. This is your show, not his. Like you're going to be homeless if you keep this up because your husband is unemployed and if you lose this job you're both going to be unemployed like think of all the kids that you have like the two of them have what like five kids between them barbara then starts crying about how she knows david is hurting janelle she calls it like it is she says it's domestic violence and that janelle is living like a prisoner who can't even leave the house and she knows that janelle wants to leave but it's going to take a long time um, before she's able to and it might even go as far as her having to lose everything before she can escape like it is so heartbreaking watching all of that go down because you can only imagine how scared Janelle feels. Remember, Janelle is like five foot two. Um, David is like six foot three or something like that. David's got like thousands of like bullets, ammunitions, poison as like the guy is bat s h i t crazy. It really is not as simple or easy as picking up and leaving. And remember. When it comes to women trying to leave these like abusive relationships, it's typically when you leave that it's the most dangerous. So it's not 
that freaking simple. Sometimes in comments, people are like, you know, Janelle, she just like get up and go like, no, it's not that simple. It's actually most dangerous for her to just get up and go. Um, so it's just sad to think that we just have to watch it play out on television, just knowing that it's only going to continue to get worse and worse. Um, you guys, that wraps up what went down on Teen Mom 2, season nine, episode five. But as usual, I'm more excited to hear what you have to say about everything. So please make sure to leave all of your thoughts and opinions in the comment section down below and we'll chat. You can also like this video, subscribe for more. Feel free to share it with your friends as well and follow me across social media where I absolutely love chatting with you. That's all for now. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you next time.